1: And book your free consult today
0: welcome to the jill on money show it's saturday january 21st and we are here trying to help you make sense of all the craziness in the financial world and specifically help you answer questions about your own life and we know your money is a big part of that And that's why we make this available to you. We ask you to go to our website, go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, ask any question that's on your mind. Who knows? We might be able to help you out. Also, you just have a few more days to pre-order the new book, The Great Money Reset, When you pre-order the book, you will be invited to our first ever live webinar. It's taking place in the beginning of February. So go and check out The Great Money Reset. It's all on the website. Okay. So here's something that Mark and I realized we had not done a deep dive into the SECURE Act 2.0. This was sort of the next chapter or the second chapter in the SECURE Act, which was passed at the end of 2019. Well, at the end of last year, there were some changes that are going to be going into effect. Some of them are sort of scaled in. So we thought that we would need an expert to come help walk us through what? exactly happened in the Secure Act 2.0. And so what did we do? We called one of our old pals. We called Brent Weiss of Facet Wealth to join us. And I have to disclose that Facet is a advertiser on our national radio show, Jill on Money. But that said, I knew Brent before they were advertisers. So here is the first part of our interview with Brent Weiss of Facet. And he's going to be talking about some of the the big aspects of the retirement part of Secure Act 2.0. Brent, where shall we start? The Secure Act 2.0, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go first?
1: Well, I sort of did the math on this. The the entire bill, not the Secure Act part of the bill, the entire omnibus bill, right, which is just like the everything bill, is about forty one hundred pages long, so that is longer than the entire Harry Potter series, which is <laughs> which is only thirty four hundred pages. So you know if if, if you want if you want a good weekend read, the Omnibus Bill, the funding bill, the, the appropriations bill, you can read that, or or you can read Harry Potter. Now the good okay. news is I'm going to pick
0: Act, Harry Potter, and and also there's a movie version. I was going to say this is
1: easy to binge watch right, when you're yeah. when you're home, right? So, but here, here's the thing: The Secure Act is, is about four hundred pages of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I typically tackle this, especially when I'm you know, writing articles for our clients here at FACET or I'm talking to my clients, is I start with sort of the basics or the things that aren't really revolutionary changes when it comes to what's coming out for retirement savings and those kinds of things. Then I think we dive into the more interesting pieces. Usually I start with like RMDs, catch-up Okay, let's do that. Let's
0: start them. with, right. okay, so first of all, required minimum distributions, that's the money you have to take out of these pre-tax retirement savings plans way back when- you had to start taking required minimum distributions at age 70. That actually changed to age 72. And uh, so it was actually 70 and a half, which was completely annoying. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the Secure Act 2.0, what's the deal with required minimum distributions?
1: Yeah. So so it's interesting because Secure Act 1.0 moved re- required distributions to age 72, only two years ago, by the way. Yeah. and so And so now starting essentially this year – it's, it's like if you reach 70 and a half, because the IRS has this infatuation with half ages for some reason, ridiculous. Right, 59 and a half is pulling money out of retirement plans, all this kind of craziness. It's 73 when you, the year in which you turn 73 becomes the year. Now there's some technicalities to that because you can actually wait for your first distribution to like April 15th of the year after. But let's just say the year you turn 73 now. Now what's going to happen by the year 2033, the RMD age changes to 75. So Ooh. I know. Wow. Think about this, right? Now, there's another thing in here, too, that actually for Roth 401ks and Roth retirement plans, they're getting rid of the RMD requirement. So if you had a Roth 401k, you had to start taking money out. Now, there's some other nuances to that, but they're actually eliminating that. So it's just like a Roth IRA now, which levels the playing field.
0: So no RMDs for the Roth 401k.
1: That's correct. And 403Bs okay. and, the, and those types of yep, accounts, or yep, yep. employer-sponsored plans. yep. First of all, I don't know that this really impacts most people. I understand your RMD is pushed back, but about 80% of retirees are already taking more than the RMD before they're 70 and a half or 72 or 73 or 75, whatever it is, right? So it'll be like a minimal impact for most people. Here's the I gotcha or the the gotcha part of this is I think what's going to happen is people that delayed until 75 They're going to have Mm -hmm. to start taking more money out in that first year. And it could actually create sort of this tax torpedo where all of a sudden you're taking a larger distribution because you wait five years. To start taking money out of your IRA. So it really comes well, down to getting out of your That is
0: actually an interesting thing to consider. I mean, the money still has to come out, it's just starting later. And that means right. more money would have to come out. And I want to just also say that, I mean, although our listeners are usually pretty fortunate and they're managing RMDs, the vast majority of people are not really worried about RMDs. Like Ed Slot always says to us, like most people need this money. So they're not mm-hmm. like, it's not a requirement, it's a necessity. So, 2033, that's just forever from now, but it, not really.
1: It feels that way. I mean, it, it'll be here before you know it, just like we're already in 2023. And I feel like last week we were joking it was January of 2022. So, it'll be here before we know it. So, the other thing here, too, is a lot of people, this actually steps into what the plan, uh, what Secure Act 2.0 doesn't have in it, which is it didn't eliminate backdoor Roth IRAs or Roth conversions for certain income levels. So, the good news about it now being 75, or really 73 let's say 75 down the future, is if you're thinking about, you don't need the money out of your IRA, it's a better planning window for conversions to Roth IRAs too. So some other planning opportunities uh, for your audience out there, Jill.
0: All right. Now, staying on the retirement plan stuff, tell me about the catch-up contribution thing because many people know that the favorite thing that I say about turning 50s is, first of all, you don't care what anyone thinks about you. And second of all, you can make a catch-up contribution in retirement plans. Now, there's a new catch-up, like an extra catch-up. What's that about?
1: Right. It, yeah, it's like the super catch-up, right? Oh, I like. I think um, I
0: want to call it that. It's the super catch-up. I like, like it.
1: It's like the super-size me over super at, uh, size up. So we get the I super catch-up like here. Yeah, so if you're over 50, the, the way this plays out, if you're under 50, you can contribute $22,500 to your 401k, 403b, thrift savings plan, et cetera. If you're over 50, you can do an extra. This is the initial catch-up, the regular catch-up of $7,500 to get you to a total of $30,000. Uh, this year, if you're over fifty, what they added is the super catch-up, which means when you're over sixty and it's from sixty to sixty-three, not quite sure on why it's only a couple of years. I guess maybe the leading up to sort of Medicare when people ultimately retire, uh, you can contribute up to the greater of ten thousand dollars or one hundred and fifty percent of the regu- regular catch-up limit to your four hundred one k four hundred three b et etc.
0: So it's the greater of so this gives you the maximum of the greater of ten thousand dollars or one 100- hundred. Fifty percent than that seventy five hundred?
1: That's correct. The regular the regular catch up contribution limit. So and the reason they did that, I believe, is because that seventy five hundred dollars is now indexed. So it's going to it's going to start ratcheting up. so if they're in some you know funky math world, right that all of a sudden one becomes larger than the other, they don't ultimately take the additional contribution from you
0: it's not an additional ten or it's up to in other words, you do it, it let's replaces. say i'm sixty one am I, be can I, I can put seventy five hundred plus ten or seventy five hundred or ten
1: or ten it's or yeah, correct. good point of clarification so it essentially when you get to if you're fifty nine then you turn sixty. Instead of only being able to do the 7,500, you'll get an extra bump to the $10,000 or the 150% catch up. Now, what I would do is if you're at that stage is just ask HR or your employer and say, hey, what can I put into this plan this year just to verify you have the right number and you hit the, the maximum. Now, here's the actual, the, the really inter- interesting thing about catch up contributions. Oh, by the way, there are changes to uh, SEP IRAs and simple IRA or really a simple IRA catch up contributions. I'd have to get those specific numbers for you. But here's the trick when it comes to this super catch-up contribution, really traditional catch-up contributions, is that if you make over $145,000, they must be classified as Roth contributions. So No matter what. Asked, no matter what. If you're over so, the income threshold, which changes which changes how you think about it. So you're sort of automatically forced to fund a Roth contribution when this kicks in.
0: If you make over one hundred forty-five dollars all catch-up contributions must be Roth. Mm-hmm. Does that also sort of mean that basically every employer-based plan, which some, I mean, we still talk to people who are like, well, we don't have a Roth available. That means they have to make the Roth available, don't they?
1: I believe that is the case. I, now, look, I am not a tax law expert. I will share this with you. What happens when legislation is passed, it usually takes the IRS six or 12 months to finally release some formal like letter saying, this is actually the new rule. And so you're going to have to feel this out. Look, it's going to take time for for 401k plans, 403b plans to actually implement these changes, track these changes. I mean, plan administrators have to, like, it's going to take a while for this to to sort of trickle down through the rest of the retirement system. But just be aware that this is going to change. The other interesting thing I find here, which is all from Secure 2.0, is $145,000 limit is the same income limit if you want to get the sort of the, the tax credits under the Inflation Reduction Act. Like so, if you go out and buy a new electric vehicle, if your income is too high, you can't actually claim the tax credit for buying the electric vehicle. So, really interesting that they've they've homed in on this one hundred and forty five thousand dollar number. Sort of in the last last. That couple is years. kind of
0: interesting. Oh, by the way, it looks to me I just looked this up. The catch up contribution that ten grand starts in twenty twenty five. So that mm. super is twenty twenty five is when that happens. So that's not for this year, and it's not for next year. It says in twenty twenty five. Also. Point. That rule about the Roth over one hundred forty five grand, where your catch-up contributions must be Roth, that starts in 2024. We know a ton of people who call the program who are part-timers. Tell me a little bit about the part-time workers and what they need to think about with retirement plans.
1: Yeah. So essentially, if we go back in time, right, we time work back even before Secure 1.0, essentially employers could keep you out of the plan if you were a part-time employee. I think it's like 500 hours right there, you're working per year. It doesn't matter if you were there for 30 years, you're a part-time employee. Sorry, you can't contribute to the 401k. So Secure Act 1.0 essentially said, well, if you're working for 500 hours and you're there for three years, you can contribute. Secure 2.0 actually said, hey, you know what? It's now 500 hours and two years. It's There's required eligibility for you to contribute. So if you have been part-time, you're working at a company and you've been there for over two years, now is your chance to actually contribute these retirement plans and hopefully get an employer match and start ramping up your retirement savings.
0: You know how much I hate 401k emergency withdrawals, right? Mm -hmm. I hate it. I think it's terrible. I've never heard like a teacher who runs into a problem cannot borrow against his or her pension, but we allow this anyway. All right. So tell me, instead of me fighting it, let's just talk about (laughs) what is the rule?
1: Well, so typically if you take a hardship withdrawal, there's only certain things you can do it for. We don't have to go through the list. And essentially what they're saying now is they give you this limit of $1,000 where participants can reach into their plan like once every couple of years and pull the money out. You could even pay it back. Here, here's why this came to be, right? I almost I don't want to say the numbers don't matter because they do ultimately. But at the end of the day, you know, work with somebody so you have a plan so you don't have to dip into your retirement funds because that's very challenging. The reason they did this is because when they, when they surveyed plan participants and even people who aren't contributing – What they found is one of the biggest reasons is people don't have emergency funds. I think, what is it, 40% of American households couldn't cover a $400 expense. And so they started thinking, well, how do we actually help people put money into a 401k plan, even get an employer match, and still be able to say, hey, you know what, if something happens in life, because it does, right? Life is what happens when you're busy making plans. You can dip into your plan, pull out a little bit of money, and we're not going to penalize you and, and tax you to high heaven. So, you know, it's like, I get it but i also think this is my whole challenge with secure 2.0 and and we can go down this or, or punt for a little bit is that it doesn't really solve the fun, like the underlying problems of americans when they when it comes to saving for retirement we keep adding features and tools honestly there are enough tools out there to help people save we're just not in a position to save inflation crushed everyday americans in 2022
0: now do you think this has to do with automatic enrollment because i know there's some part of automatic enrollment in in this Secure Act. And I thought that behavioral economists say if we automatically enroll people, we'll get more people in plans, but doesn't mean we're going to get them maxing out. So, what is the automatic enrollment in retirement plans in uh, Secure Act 2.0?
1: Yeah. So, th- so, this is similar to some of the other things. Is that this doesn't phase in right away. I'd have to get to the exact year. It essentially says automatic enrollment for new plans requires that every new retirement plan automatically enrolls unless you opt out all plan participants, once you're eligible at at least 3%, they can actually do it up to 10%, I believe. believe. So if you're a new plan participant, your employer is going to automatically enroll you and say, hey, do you want to opt out? Because if not, you're going to start putting money away. So to your point, behavioral economists, this has been proven to increase retirement savings. Now, I don't know if they did the flip side of the study that said when people started contributing to their 401k, all of a sudden they're taking on more debt or more loans because now they have a couple grand going to 401ks. I don't know. I think it's a good thing because we have to nudge people towards healthier habits, right? That emotional, psychological side of financial advice is real. And so I like this provision in the sense that it's going to get more people contributing to the plan. And this is just goes out to everybody out there, right? Just be educated in terms of what your, your plan is going. You should ideally do more than what they put you for this automatic enrollment, but it's a really good way. If it at three and then go from three to 4% or four to 5%, you don't have to start at $22,500. That's a lot of money That can change your budgeting, your cash flow. So this is a good thing. And this will be phased in as well for all new, not existing, but new retirement plans.
0: All right. What else do I have to know about this bill?
1: All right. So here's something I do love. All right. When it comes to contributions, and it's Roth contributions. And this is starting in 2023, by the way. SEP IRA plans and simple IRAs can now do Roth contributions. Mm. And they never could in the past, which-
0: I wonder why that was that they couldn't in the past.
1: Who knows? Administrative issues, whatever. But it just made sense, right, that you could do this. And I think this is a home run. So, you know, if we think about, there's all, I think it's 57 million people, workers, lack access to an employer sponsored a company retirement plan. SEP IRAs are typically for self-employed. You don't see big companies with SEPs because the company has to contribute. There's a ton of simple IRAs out there for smaller employers where people may not be making $400,000 a year. They're making enough To start saving for retirement i love this idea that you can now elect traditional or roth levels the playing field which is an absolute home run
0: okay that was part one of our interview with brent weiss and tomorrow we'll have him back so we can go through some of the changes and some of these changes really could impact you and your planning so if you have a question about secure act and how things might change the the ideas that you had about going forward you should let us know. Go to jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Do let us know if you would like to come on the air and join us live. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. And remember, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.